on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is Maxine Trump, a filmmaker, and we're discussing her brand new documentary called To Kid or Not to Kid. Welcome to the show, Maxine. Thank you so much, Jan. It's going to be really fun to talk to you. Thanks for having me. It it is going to be. I'm really looking forward to this. This rarely happens to me. Your publicist sent me uh, the information about this movie, and immediately I... I emailed him back and said, I definitely want her on the show. I'm sent a lot of, I, I'm, I work with a lot of publicists, uh, in London, New York, and LA, and I'm sent things constantly about people wanting to be on the show, and I am choosy about who I have on the show. And as soon as I saw this, I said, I definitely want her because this topic is so timely to kid or not to kid. So tell the audience a little bit about the background and how this documentary came about. Yeah, well, Jan, it's really wonderful you say this because um, that that response is pretty amazing and happens when people, uh, in the same way, the reasoning really of making this film, when people hear about it and it touches them about making the decision of not having kids or if they can't have kids and wrestling with that, they're so in and they're so desperate for the film and they so want to talk about it because there isn't anything out there like this and that was why I made the film because essentially it was me wrestling with my own decision and it what was going to be an essay film where I go around and I interview everybody and I find out their decisions when I started cutting that film it just didn't work I have made a lot of documentaries before and really to enable people to feel your film you kind of have to show the emotions be vulnerable have have that you know the laughters the tears the cries and so eventually I had to kind of um to use a very old-fashioned term man up or or be have some courage and be brave and and actually in the end put myself in front of the camera because after all that really was what it was all about and um, and that now seems to have really resonated with a lot of people with we've, we've been in film festival circuit now um, and we're leading up to our release in theaters which we're really excited about November 15th right it's going to be it. released yeah. yeah very exciting and we'll let people know more about that you were very brave in this and you showed yourself to be incredibly vulnerable because the opening scene is you showing your scars your stomach scars so you do want to share your story uh, about when you were 15 years old and you had to have some surgeries? Yeah, and I don't go, you know, it's really interesting you talk about that, Jan, because I don't go into too much detail about that in the film. And as much as I open the film with really showing people this film's going deep. I I never used to show my scars. I used to cover my body. Um, I would never wear a bikini. I just didn't want people to know about what I'd been through. And it was a very traumatic experience at the age of 15. Um, I had a gangrenous fallopian tube. My womb was very... Um, I, I was born with uh, some strange, uh, without going into too much detail, it 
just hadn't formed properly. So at the age of 15, had a terrible um, bleed and was rushed to hospital. And actually, they were really worried about would I make it? Um, so that was sort of the beginning of my kind of puberty, really, and was kind of <laughs> super scary. So mm-hmm. for, from a very young age, I knew it wouldn't be easy for me to have kids. Um, but the reason I don't go too much further into that is that there was still the opportunity I still could possibly have kids and and actually my sister offered me her womb um if i needed it if i got to that point which was which was lovely of her yes it was that is very lovely so then so what what set you on this because i did not know that there was even a movement around this i know uh you know there are many women in the public eye you know gloria steinem oprah winfrey many 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 women who uh have not had children. But you also, you talk about uh, the Prime Minister uh, uh, of England, uh, Theresa May, and then uh, the Prime, um, Prime Minister of Australia also, who didn't have children, and they were vilified. Absolutely. It, that's just, yeah. it just, it just uh, boggles my mind that because these women who are in powerful positions decide not to have children, I think that they're being they're doing more for the world, uh, serving in other capacities than they are perhaps being mothers. Is that what you felt too when you were going through the research on this? Well, it's really interesting you phrase it like that, Jan, because um, it's, you know, there could be a controversy around that as well. I mean, I, I believe that. I think, um, and Angela Merkel actually is also child-free. Uh, so the fact that they put themselves into this public servant position um, has, you know, maybe um, they can serve and and it gets very squirrely when we start talking about this because obviously there's many, many women who have children that also serve in these um, positions and do fantastic jobs but I know for me making this decision, I know I could be um, happier, feeling less guilty um, and, and if I'm brutally honest let's just stay with happiness right now Mm -hmm. because one of my decisions about not having children was actually what made me happy and I love making documents and I actually talk very early on about wanting to be in jungles wanting to be in conflict zones wanting to really be out there and I didn't feel it was fair to put that on a child Um, I would be away a lot of the time and I just didn't feel that I for me I couldn't um, um, I found I struggled with that and I didn't want to have any guilt. And so I think it's fine that I knew what made me happy. Um, and then it was like, okay, I know what makes me happy. Where do children feature in that? Mm-hmm. And do they feature in that? Right. So, so I hear you and I think what these women can do is not have to struggle with their having to do it all, which is what I didn't want to do. Right. And that was a big, big piece of publicity that was out there for many, many years that, hey, we can do it all. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if we can do yeah. it all well. Let's put it that way. I think mm-hmm. there's choices that are made. Um, you know, you, cho- you choose perhaps if you are in the public eye and in 
like like many many of these famous women are and they have shows to do and whatnot they they have nannies taking care of their children so you know and the kids get to see them a little bit at night and we've seen some of that you know in other places like even in movies you know they'll portray the mothers you know not being there and somebody else is raising the children while they're out you know doing what what fulfills them fulfills their soul um, yeah. you know some of some but of them go, go ahead sorry i think what is really important in this as well is that still the research shows how much if you're in a heterosexual relationship how much the mother still does yes and that can be a real problem you know the research still says that the woman is having to do it all and the and it isn't 50% split and I saw that again and again in relationships around me as well and I didn't and I have an amazing husband that basically promised me that um, he he didn't mind the roles reversing I could be the dad and he could be you know if we're really going down to basics now he would be um, the mother and the wife and the looking after the kids more than me and I just didn't think society would accept that yet I didn't think they would allow me to be the one sitting in the deck chair with my beer watching sport while he's running around <laughs> to the children. <laughs> well, you know, back in the early 80s, the movie Mr. Mom uh, came out uh, with Michael Bye. Keaton, which is one of my favorites, and Terry Garr. And there's a new version coming out, actually. I think, I forgot if there's a new TV series. Yeah, there's. it's either going to be a movie or a TV series, something I just read, and there's a whole new version of Mr. Mom. And, you know, there are men who have gone out there and, and done that role, uh, certainly. I mean, there's no question about that. And, and you have, if you're going to be a highly successful successful women woman um you need a man who's who could help support you in that endeavor you know um listen some of my i have very 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 dear friends who do not have children and mostly because i couldn't and they have the happiest mm. marriages the longest happiest mm. marriages are with my friends and i always say that that my friends who chose not to have children are happier and and i see that mm. also when they become empty nesters if the marriage has survived right. the children and the children are finally gone, although they never seem to leave anymore, uh, <laughs> according to my friends. Um, they are, you know, happier because they they can go travel and they can go do all the things that they didn't get to do and, and become closer as a couple because yes. it's they yes. don't have, you know, always dealing with children constantly uh, going on between them. So, yeah, I, there's, you know, pros and cons. I mean, there are some people that's what they live for. That's what they want. Absolutely. They've grown up and they want nothing more than to be a mother. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. But I think the choices, what shocked me, and I have to say this, you talk about Ohio male lawmakers want to make it mandatory to be mothers? Was that, is that true? (laughs) So there's, there's definitely some very, very interesting bills that are trying to be passed in this craziness of um, the abortion laws that is, you know, spreading like wildfire around the country, there are some really unusual bills being introduced. And let's hope and pray to God that um, that, you know, that's just deemed as a crazy mandate that a crazy lawmaker is trying to introduce. But that was one of the many bills that had been presented. And there's some there's some weird ones out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you've discovered what they were and yeah. what states have yeah. them. It's it just well listen China I think is you know regulating that you can only have two children. Um I, I don't think the government should get involved in how many children we 
have or mandate that we must have children. I also don't get me into the abortion laws because that'll we'll be yeah. into an old, another tangent here. But anyhow, I don't want to get Absolutely. into that right now. That's not really what this topic's about. But sure. the choice of being able to choose. But I was surprised by, by your film, "To Kid or Not Kid," is that. It's become. It was a. Sh- it, uh, there's a shame involved with choosing not to have children. That was surprising in today's age. Uh, yeah, and I agree with you. Um, I. It's incredible with the fact that we're looking at one in five, one in six women who will never have a child, whether it's through choice or by chance, and it's incredible if you with all of my research and my own individual experience it isn't freely talked about now it really is individual or you know I've had a few people in New York where I'm based say I've never felt any um, animosity I felt very free they're very very vocal women um, people very much early on in their in their lives would have known what they they felt and were very sort of um, had no shame in any way talking about it very strongly. But that more unusual, at least in what I've been finding with interviews, um, it seems it's much more. I mean, hey, I lived in London. I worked for the BBC for a very long time. I emigrated to New York. I lived in Brooklyn. You'd think I wouldn't feel shame, right. but I was made to feel I couldn't talk about it, um, that it was the odd choice. And actually, surprisingly, what's been a beautiful reaction is the amount of parents that have said to me afterwards, thank you for making this film. I feel I can truthfully talk about my journey. And that was a big surprise. Mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. 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 So I found it fascinating. I'm the young woman in Swansea, Wales, who at age 25 wanted to have what, a tubal ligation, I believe, sterilization, and couldn't find a doctor to perform that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, a little bit more about that? Yeah, she was very, she was one of these very aware young women, which there are, I mean, I'm so impressed with millennials and younger these days. They're so much witched on yes. uh, and more aware of themselves than I ever was at that age. Yes. Uh, and so um, I hear again and again and again, it's very, very, my social media is very active because people are really wanting this film, which is just wonderful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can hear time and time again of the young women that are so sure they don't want children. They're like absolutely certain. And, you know, they could have a child at the age of 16, no problem at all, but no one will listen or tattoos or they can vote or they can drive or the da 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 depending what country you're living in. Um, but the thought of having permanent birth control, no one will take them seriously. And it happens again and again and again and again when you have really bad side effects from taking the pill, which actually yes. is quite common. Yes. Uh, and the, the amount of hormones we're pumping into our bodies, it can make women very depressed, it can make women put on weight, it can make people lose their libido, and why should they go through all of that? Um, for, you know, all of their um, young, up, and, you know, their birth, um, the, you know, the period of time that they can actually give birth, you know, up until sort of 40, from the age of puberty, they have to pump themselves with hormones when they don't want to have kids. It doesn't seem fair. And 
And so this young woman had fought from a very young age. She's still fighting now. She's been fighting now for eight years wow. to wow. Uh, be taken seriously. And I think she's on her sixth appointment. And um, no one will take her seriously, even though she has to take um, antidepressives because of the hormones. It's just like this vicious circle. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of heartbreaking because it's what she wants to do with her body. And, you know, um, I know historically there's been difficulties with some um, nationalities, you know, some communities with how forced sterilization has happened to some, uh, you know, in dreadful situations right. in prisons and some certain countries. But, you know, there's never been forced sterilization um, in the UK as far as I know. I mean, somebody may be listening and go, hang on, Maxine, you don't know about this prisons and etc. And, uh, you know, I'll totally eat my word. There's definitely been forced sterilization. I know in prisons in this country, or at least um, we'll offer you sterilization and maybe we'll limit your prison terms. I mean, it gets into very, very tricky territory. However, take all of that away. Um, and that's me giving, you know, a small amount of defense to these doctors. But if you're on, you know, I've had these women say to me, I'm happy to go for psychotherapy. I'm happy to go to counseling therapy. I'm happy to take any tests, you know, just please, please, please listen to me. I'm happy to do anything, but just hear what I'm wanting. You know, this is my body. I need permanent sterilization. I don't work well with IUDs. I don't work well with pills, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, th- that was very powerful for me because, you know, I'm, I've managed to not get pregnant up to a later age, you know, and what happens if she gets accidentally pregnant? You know, mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking. Right, right, exactly. Especially when that's not what she wants because she made a decision at a young age that she did not want to have any children. If you're just tuning in, uh, my guest today is just absolutely fascinating. I'm talking to filmmaker Maxine Trump, and we're talking about her new documentary, To Kid or Not to Kid. Um, You know, I have a niece, and she decided at a young age that she doesn't want any children. Um, And, you Mm. know, some people just know, uh, as I say, you 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 didn't get the mom gene. You know, some people have the mom gene. And some people don't, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Not as every, not everybody needs to have children. And we have an overpopulation. We, I don't even the, the discussion about yeah. what is the uh, impact of all these children are doing on on our resources uh, in general. Yeah. And when you look at you know further on down the road, uh, we're overpopulated as it is. Um, yesterday, and, and yeah. this is this is airing much later, but it came out a news a news report came out yesterday with a, a very famous actor who's in his 60s and he married a much younger woman and he's had four children with this wife and he has a grown daughter and from another marriage and they had a miscarriage say with their fifth child and they just announced that they're going to have another baby i mean why i mean you know in your mm-hmm. 60s and your wife's in her 30s you're not going to see these kids really grow you know yeah. <laughs> it just i find it yeah. disturbing actually and that's again <laughs> Somebody trying to well, still show their viral at a, at a later age in life. I don't know. Men are going to hate me after this. <laughs> well, you're the you're you are the perfect audience for this film because you get everything. Like you're the person that's woken up and smelled the coffee and and you get it. But let me tell you, the amount of people that do not get it um, is kind of immense. And and hence having this film, you know, it's really funny. Um, I try and have quite a lot of humor in my work because no one wants to go home and watch, you know, a social issue documentary to relax, you know. Right, so right, there's, right. There's definitely 
um, a number of uh, laughable moments in the film, and, and you know, we really tried to to have some, you know, more sort of very honest um, situations in the film. But um, one thing we did do with our Kickstarter when we ran our Kickstarter a few years ago, which was great, we did two things. We uh, said to people, "Listen, if you're being pressurized to have children by your family, your co-workers, your friends, we'll send them an anonymous link to the film. Like you just give us the email address, and the the film will just arrive in their inbox." <laughs> And and then the other thing we 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 did but Kickstarter unfortunately and, and quite rightly so, they were like we we can't actually give away surgery, but we were offering um a free voucher for a vasectomy as well. We had a doctor ah. who was very, very kindly. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, that that, you know, got a really great talking um got that talked about. You know, it was it was a fun aside because you know after all uh, a lot of the film is is centered around um, my choice and the other women in the film but you know let's be really honest here um, there is a fantastic scene in the film which I, I won't give away yet um, because you know people should watch the film, right? But exactly. how men take part in the process too, and I definitely do have men in the film talking about the issue as well. And and once you start talking about it, it affects everybody, right? It, everybody is making this or thinking about this decision at some stage in their life. You know, it's not I either um, you know like fishing or like painting or like you know this affects everyone. It's kind of it's kind of crazy when you think about it. It, it really is. And you know, it, it, that is true. I mean, how many men uh, decide whether they want to have children or not, you know, too? You know, is that sort of, the, mm. there's a father gene. Is there a father gene? I mean, some men just love being fathers, but I know a lot of men yeah. who never had children and are perfectly yeah. happy with that and nobody vilifies them. Well, why haven't you had children? Yeah. <laughs> why but, didn't you why, have them? But, you know, again, the, the film is, t- is all about breaking myth. So why mm-hmm. is it so curious that the bachelor has this sort of positive connotations to it but you say the word binsta and it has negative connotations right. to it and why you know it shouldn't be that it shouldn't be that way and it's weird and strange and um you know we talk about some of the history you know like i said i didn't want this to be a dry film right. but we go we do touch and you know, we go back to a woman in her seventh that had to make this decision and we we spend some time with her because she's just fantastic and she talks about losing her job and you know it's just kind of it's incredible um and you break open the shell and there's a lot that comes out on this subject right right i don't know if you just read recently there was a woman who's 74 years old who never had any children and uh, lives in india and did in vitro fertilization and just had twins why why and overpopulation in india is huge i mean what what i I don't know what what, they're gonna not live that long i mean if they have you know 20 years it's a lot but i don't even think they'll have that so these poor children are gonna be raised alone totally and i love that you bring that up because we very successfully independent lens the PBS strand actually commissioned me also to do a, a, a series on the same subject which is going to come out at the same time it's a digital series and it allows me to go to every different type of decision um, so I have a woman who talks about 
how she stopped trying, which is a really difficult decision to make as well when you've been through the, you know, IVF, et cetera, et cetera, and how she really felt pressure to keep trying. And when she wanted to stop, no one believed her. No one was like, oh, keep trying. You know, it might still happen. It right. might still happen. And she was like, you know, and it's a really, really strong episode because she's, it's a debate series and she's sitting across from a man who did have a really um, long journey in deciding he thought he wanted kids then actually realized he didn't want kids. Oh, Maxine, I would love to talk to you further, but unfortunately we're out of time. I I could talk to you for hours because this is a very fascinating topic and one that's not brought up very much. So thank you so much. The the movie comes out on November 15th, To Kid or Not to Kid. So it's, and please go see this movie. It's, it's fascinating. It will, uh, stimulate a lot of conversation. So I, I thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you, Jan, for the great conversation. It was so fun. Great. I, I've loved it too. If you would like to listen to uh, past shows that you may have missed, go to thejampriceshow.com and all the shows are archived there. And you can also watch the Price Movie Minute movie reviews while you're there or listen to them. We have an audio version as well as a video version. Thank you for listening to the show. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show.